Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you with us again. And if it's your first time, welcome. What we do here is we are the show that dives into the uh, catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co host, Mark Meyer. And with me, is Corey Morissette, my other co-host. Corey, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. It's been a, we've taken a little break from the wheel. Uh, it's been a, have, a couple yeah. of weeks uh, since we've done wheel shows. We had the big uh, fair warning show. We released both of those a couple of weeks ago. And then last week we did the big show with uh, uh, Steve and uh, Scott, authors of Pictures Alive, which was a, a lot of fun and got a lot of great comments on that show. Uh, I know they sold at least one book. Uh, we had somebody in our Discord <laughs> server, I think. That's good. Uh, who, uh, who, uh, who got the book. And uh, it was Scott Manifesto Monroe, of course. He got the book. Oh, and, of course. Uh, actually got two copies, one for him, one for his dad. And uh, I'm hopefully, hoping he's enjoyed it. I know he sure enjoyed my copy. But it's been mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, we haven't had the wheel, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to tonight. And I'm looking forward to uh, tonight because we've got a really great panel. We do have a great panel. We, uh, we have, uh, we're very fortunate to have a really good uh, crew of, of constant listeners and contributors to the show. And these two are no strangers to being on the show or to their uh, contributions, and we we uh, we appreciate so much about them. So please welcome back to the show the pair of Tom Armbruster and Matt Lacoste. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Super. 
Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for I'm trying to point the right way. To... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything's backwards. Yeah, panelist. there you go. Yep. <laughs> Wait, this, Always no, a pleasure having you both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, glad to be here, for sure. All right. So, uh, yeah, as you say, uh, Corey, it, it's, um, we, we've taken a step away from the wheel the last uh, couple of weeks. It's almost, I almost forgot how uh, the structure of the show works uh, because uh, <laughs> little monkey wrenches. But, uh, but you guys remember the drill. This is what we, get, we do now. We talk about some Van Halen news. So, hey, anything going down over at the Van Halen news desk site? Oh, there's always something. It's actually been a couple of weeks since I've been on the Van Halen news desk. So I did wow. catch myself up today. Uh, we have a great uh, interview with uh, Andy Summers on the uh, Johnny Bean TV YouTube show. Johnny Bean actually contributed to our uh, fair warning rankings. Uh, mm -hmm. He submitted uh, Women and Children First rankings as well, which is our September live show. And he's going to be on the show. Uh, we just got to hammer down at 8 in October, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But he got to interview Andy Summers of the police. And Andy uh, gives a little uh, quip on uh, what he thinks of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, he thinks very positively of Eddie Van Halen. But you can catch out <laughs> that interview on the Van Halen News Desk as well. There's a clip of uh, Dave Grohl and Greg Bissonette uh, hanging out with uh, Chevy Metal and uh, doing a pretty kick-ass version of Jamie's Crying. Uh, so oh. you may want to go check out that. Greg Bissonette, of course, uh, uh, drummed with uh, David Lee Roth uh, back in the day, and Dave Grohl, a uh, little-known uh, musician. I, I think he's with a band called uh, the Foo Fighters or something. But uh, They hunt down the foos and they fight them. That's yes. right. No, we had some foos in Mexico City last night, Mark. I don't know if you caught up with hey. that. Hey! But... <laughs> uh, uh let's get no i no i did not but uh, i'll take your word okay for it. all right uh there's also uh, an unearthed 1995 interview with alex van halen uh where he talks about uh, van halen past present and future uh from oh. uh before a gig in vancouver in 95 on the balance tour so that will be really cool uh also uh eric senich uh posted a link there there's a, a podcast that uh, actually uh, posed the question what if van halen didn't implode at the 96 vmas uh, what would have happened? Because, of course, 96 was one big music reunion, and that was KISS. Uh, they got yeah. together, had their press conference on an aircraft carrier, uh, you know, did the big tour, sold out Detroit Stadium. Uh, you know, would, could Van Halen have sold out football stadiums, baseball stadiums in 96 uh, with, with David Lee Roth? I think so. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think they could have, um, probably should have, but, yeah, you know, circumstances being what they are, um, Yes, I could see uh, they could they could easily, I think, sell out something like, I don't know, Wrigley or uh, something of the like. Ah, what do you what do you guys think? Yeah, a stadium tour would have been in order. They would have been able to figure it out and do that. I mean, they were still young enough too, right? I mean, Roth. What? OK, so they hook up with Roth and do that exact thing 12 years later, 2008. Right. Yep. yep. And they sold out pretty much everything they did for at least a couple of years, those tours. So yeah, that would have been, would have been epic. It would have worked, I think. Yeah. If you didn't wear those high pants and act like such an asshole. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know, Dave's gonna Dave, you know? God, what a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Dave's gonna Dave. <laughs> you remember that press conference when Eddie was saying, uh, you know, I gotta get my hip replaced before we even talk about a reunion tour? And yep. uh, David goes, "Hey, this isn't this is about me, not your fucking hip." It's like, oh well, there, <laughs> and there went the reunion right there. Yeah, there That's went, it. yeah, burnt, yeah. done. Like, yeah. you always <laughs> have a set of dumpster fire in two seconds. You always yeah. have to look at both sides of every story with these guys, right? I mean, for every Dave, there's an Eddie, and Eddie, you know, for as much as we all think he was a teddy bear, he wasn't. 
he was a dickhead too, but not as public as David. And like that David thing, right. He just launched a stupid volley for no reason. How do you not realize when you walk out on the stage at the VMAs that it's not about you, it's about the four of you? Like, it's so incredible to me still today. Just ugh, megalomania worst. is a very, very powerful thing to the uh, to the <laughs> I was going to I almost said uh, weak minded, but I was like, no, I'm not calling Dave weak minded, but I am calling no. him a uh, megalomaniac for for damn sure. Uh, and his own if mind. You, yeah, if you if you need any more proof of that, uh, go to his YouTube and just be amazed at what the hell is going on over there. I don't recommend. That's the only endorsement of that YouTube page I'm going to give him because yikes. Um, however, you know, you know, we, we talk about that, but also we are show celebrating Van Halen and uh, for better or for worse, classic Van Halen and uh, uh, David Lee Roth's era Van Halen specifically are uh, still just mighty beloved as the polls will show you every week. Well, um, it. It did work out. They did figure yeah. it out, and they worked as a band from 2006 or seven to, what, mm. 18, right? It's a pretty good chunk of time. It is, it is. and uh, But it does, I, I like the question being brought up that what if they had uh, originally in 96 as intended? Like, w what would have happened then? Would they have... Uh, recorded uh like sooner would they have done uh more i don't know like you think you think dave would have stayed with the band longer if that had occurred uh than when he uh came back well and the other thing is you know wolfgang was very instrumental in bringing the guys together mm -hmm. i mean it was wolfgang who did who ended up calling dave and saying hey let's get you know you want to give this thing a shot so if, if it all gets back together with Michael Anthony, but still in the band, I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, given what I've recently, you know, I've been reading uh, Tone Chaser and uh, given some of the Eddie's interviews and comments about Mike in there. I mean, it's I, I'm not going to speculate, but it's who knows? Right. Yeah. All up in the air, all of the uh, the what if scenarios. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, they didn't get to get the. Uh, live out this what if scenario so no. we just we we will never know we'll never know and uh honestly we have the maybe, recordings we have yeah we got the recordings stuff. and and maybe there's a good chance that uh they would have done the tour but it wouldn't have been as spectacular maybe as we're thinking it might have been uh maybe it would have caused more friction uh with the four of them. who knows who knows but uh it's always fun to to play the guessing game and the what if game yeah uh, we got a few more articles here. I'll just run through real quick. Sure. Um, the uh, fifth episode of the uh, Van Halen fan documentary, uh, the 1984 documentary, uh, was released. Uh, the Tapes Archive did a fantastic job on that doc. Everybody should go check it out. If you're listening to the show or watching us on YouTube, you've probably already seen episode five. Van Halen breaks up, but uh, it's posted now. The whole doc is up. Um, you know, he had, he had his little issues with, with, with the label and, and them using the music and all that. Uh, but it's up there and it's fantastic. Everybody needs to go check it out. Um, there's also a great thing with uh, Wolfgang Van Halen uh, on the uh, extra show talking about how uh, he's honoring his late dad. And the the two big ones, I think, uh, one was an unearthed treasure, Van Halen Brothers cover of Black Sabbath's War Pigs from 1972. So the, this is way back when they were uh, about 17 years old and still called Mammoth. Uh, and they had Mark Stone, uh, rest in peace, playing bass for him. Uh, so that's a really cool cover you can check out. 
Uh, they have a link to that on the Van Halen news desk as well as a, a little uh, a clip of an interview from Desmond Child, our good friend uh, Darren Paltrowitz uh, from the Paltrowitz cast. He uh, got yeah. to interview uh, Desmond Child, a renowned hit maker of such bands as Kiss and Alice Cooper and Aerosmith and Bon Jovi. Uh, and he talked about uh, having the opportunity maybe to go right with uh, with Eddie uh, right around uh, 96, uh, some new tracks for the best of volume one and how Dave kind of put the kibosh on that. Dave wasn't a fan of, of writing with Desmond Child, but uh, you know, obviously the label thought it would be a good idea to bring Desmond Child in. All he does is write hits uh, and uh, Dave, uh, not a fan. So you, you can check out that little blurb on the Van Halen news desk as well. Well, normally this would be the uh, time where I go to uh, the poll from last week, but uh, we didn't have, we didn't spin the wheel last week. Uh, so there's no poll. Uh, we had, uh, as you, as you mentioned earlier, we, uh, had our buddies uh, Scott and Steve uh, talking about pictures alive. So no uh, spinning of the wheel, no voting. However, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but we can mention it now. Uh, as Corey also talked about our live show, we ranked fair warning. Uh, overall, we had a we had a full panel of people talking about it, and uh, we put it up to a vote. What is your overall vote on 1981's Fair Warning? And uh, no shocker. 96% what dreams are made of versus a 4% dream is over. Uh, I, uh, is it, is it as high or higher than you expected, Corey? Well, I tell you what, it, it's interesting. Uh, 96% you said to what dreams are made yeah. of on fair warning. If you look mm -hmm. at how the individual songs did the average is 89.4% what dreams are made huh. of. So that's kind of interesting. It is interesting. It's hilarious. Like I wonder, yeah. it, it's make, it makes me wonder if some of the voters, uh, 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 aren't taking in every track into account, or maybe they're confused. That was like which album is fair warning. Well, no, I'll the, just say, unfortunately, we yeah. didn't have Scott Haskins probably voting for Sunday Afternoon in the Park as a <laughs> number one at the time. That would have probably helped the overall ranking because you know. <laughs> but yeah, and that doesn't factor in uh, in the polls because we don't do polls on the instrumentals. So there you go. Ah shit. But, uh, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's all uh, combined. That was the lead into one foot out the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the whole is well, greater it, than the sum of the parts, as they that's say. That's right. That's right. It'll be interesting to see so where it say. falls into the rest of the albums when they're all done, actually. Right? Because maybe that's going to be a high ranking. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, only three uh, uh, songs over 90% uh, on yeah. uh, Fair Warning. Uh, mean Streets was number one, 96.7. Unchained, number two at 95.6. And uh, so this is love at 90.8. The rest were all in the 80s. So, uh, you know, pretty decent average. But uh, we had a couple albums that I think had more uh, in the 90s. Diver Down must have had. Uh, let, let me just look it up here. One. Yeah, yeah. Only it's two like, for I... Diver Down in the 90s. But, of course, one is 98.6. That's our current leader. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be uh, that'll be interesting once Diver Down's finished, uh, how people overall vote that one based on... Mm -hmm the uh the individuals and uh and i'm excited to see how people overall vote uh van halen 3 because i think uh, that's just going to be chaotic of the highest degree. <laughs> but, but we're not there yet and we're not uh we'll be there. yeah yeah war of attrition uh in fact the next uh album we discuss will be women and children first because we have finished that album so be on the lookout we'll talk more about that in a bit um that's all that's all i've got what do you say we uh do our other favorite thing yeah Say it with me, everybody. It's time to manifest. Manifest. It has been a hot second since we have spun the wheel. So uh, let's see if, uh, given 
uh, the the fierce fickle wheel that she is, uh, we've given her a break. Yeah, so she maybe she'll be in a better mood. Uh, but you never know. It is a it is a fickle thing this wheel. So uh, with that being in mind, uh, Tom, Matt, you guys are our uh, our honored guests, uh, sort of uh, extensions of the show rather. So you're you're here. I want to know what do you want to manifest for the show, Tom? Let's start with you. Well, I contemplated on on the Discord the odds of rolling Josephina technically twice in a row, um, <laughs> since we did a stunt spin last week and it landed on Josephina. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with either that or or the the other track from three. Let's let's get it off the board. You're doing it. You're 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 so you're you're. Uh, I I agree with the dog. You're you're sticking with chaos is what you're sticking with, and I just don't. I, why would you do this to to yourself? And why would you do this? I just want to hear those songs. I just, <laughs> look, but I get it. Look, eventually we have to. Eventually we have to get through them because otherwise the album's just going to be hanging out there and we can't complete the show. So fair enough. There's one for Josephina because Tom just wants to see the whole world burn. But Matt, you're a reasonable person, I think. Uh, what uh, what do you want to manifest for the show tonight? I love uh, Tom's manifestation. I love the chaos agent that he is uh, tonight. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with something I really do want to hear, and I'm going to say House of Pain. It's about time. Let's go. Yeah. Long since manifested, uh, we have not spun it. But, yeah, House of Pain is definitely one uh, we've, been, we've been itching. We've been itching to do. Uh, so that's all right. There you go. One for House of Pain. Uh, Corey, how about yourself? Well, uh, I'll go to the Discord first, and we'll we'll get some uh, manifestations. Oh, okay, I was going to do that there. after. Uh, go ahead. No, oh, sorry, I, I like ruining your night. So uh, Jeff Brewer it's wants funny. to hear "Hang 'Em High," <laughs> uh, which I think would be a great call. Uh, oh, I would yeah. be on board with that, but I, I really think we need some Sammy tonight. Uh, Kevin Brown also wants Josephina. Uh, he loves Van Halen Three. Uh, he, he's a such twat. a huge fan. Yeah, uh, I'm going to break out "Beautiful Girls" here pretty quick for that son of a bitch. Oh, don't you do it. <laughs> Chaz, Chaz wants yeah. to hear Spanked, of course. Chaz. Of course. Of course. Did, did a whole podcast yeah. on Lulu for fuck's sake. He wants to hear Chaz, uh, Spanked. There you go. But uh, I, I'm going to go with my good buddy Scott. Uh, I've been uh, manifesting this one for a while when it came to Sammy Tracks, and he's manifesting it here tonight too. Black and Blue from OU812. That's what I want to hear tonight. That's what Scott wants to hear. Uh, Kelsey, uh, our good friend Kelsey Van Halen on Twitter. I was listening to that over the weekend and said, you know, how much he loved that song. So I, I think mm -hmm. the three of us together are going to put our manifestation powers together and try and get black and blue. How about you, Mark? Black and blue would be a really good one. House of Pain would be fun. Um, and then there were other votes. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> it's not to be a dick, but, uh, you, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going pound cake, man. Uh, yeah, we're trying. I'm trying real, real hard to uh, get some more Sammy uh, into the fold here, but the wheel just seems to be determined that no, no, you're gonna end on all the Sammy stuff. And like, okay, cool, but uh, I need, I need a little, a uh, little variety. So, uh, and we, we've, we've got plenty from the fuck album that we still have to do. So why not, uh, you know, hit me up with a banger? So that's what I want. So. Pound Cake was done, but the live version, yeah? Not the yes. recorded version? Right. Correct. Yeah. So that's still on so the So it's wheel. like a little tease. It's a little tease, but it is technically still on the wheel, and uh, I, I figured, why not? Let's let's really get into it. So that's... Let me just say, that's an interesting, yeah. interesting dichotomy. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if it comes, that'd be great because we can discuss it. But which is better? I think yeah. the live version's better, man. Like, ah, ooh, it's hard. I mean, it's it, not it as hard. It's not bad. It's not a bad version. Um, that you know what that that'll warrant some uh, some conversations for sure. We'll uh, we'll put a pin in that and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Let's go. But but yeah, there you go. We have uh, we got our Discord uh, people. Oh, We've got. Our panelists, it's time to spin that wheel. Look how clear that text is. That means we don't have far left to go. We are under 30. So uh, what do you say, Corey? If Sammy's ready in the back and you're ready, (laughs) let's spin it. All right. We got uh, five lurkers watching us right now. I'm going to shuffle the wheel five times. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Here we go. Oh, look oh. at this. Did oh, you guys look call it? it look at that. Mark Kamar oh. called his shot. <laughs> I did it. Motherfucking pound cake. Yeah. Wow. That's pound twice. Fuck. I love it. That's you've, twice. you've called your shot twice now. now. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. I'm still not at three like you, but, uh, you know, I'm getting there. Oh, getting you're there. catching up. It's, my lead is shrinking. It's I almost easier. had my second one. That was almost my second one. Just let's it was get almost. it out of the way. House of Pain was right there. Guess what? Black and Blue is only a couple away as well. It's right there. Look at that. (laughs) That's fun. Um, Almost had Humans Being. Yeah. I wouldn't have either. But, uh, you know, again, the wheels just like, nah, hold on. Hold on. We'll wait for that one. Um, But Pound Cake, how about that? Let's go. This is fun. (laughs) We talked about it like 30 seconds ago. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't think there's too much more uh any little caveat special things we need to say other than it's Pound Cake. It's from the fuck album. You know we've been waiting for some more uh songs from this album to do. Uh this is I just called my shot. Obviously, I want to hear it and talk about it. So, uh if if you guys are ready, what do you say we just launch into this thing? Where's the drill? Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Stanley. Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. So right away, right away, we, uh, you know, and we've, we, we talked a little bit about it on the live version, but uh, the first time I heard that, that intro, I, I knew in my brain it wasn't a power drill. I was like, I don't think that is, but it sounds like a power drill. Like, is that, and I even, I think I even asked my dad or my friend or somebody, I was like, is, is Eddie Van Halen doing that? And like, it's like, oh yeah, that's his guitar. Like that's, you can do that. You can make your guitar sound like that. That's crazy. But yeah, with it's just it's iconic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With well, little did I know, little did I know what was actually going on there. And it was just like, Jesus, man. But it just it's such a cool uh it's not even like a, a grand entrance, but it's just something to like, hey, hey, what do you this is a, we're we're revving you up. We're giving you something exciting to look forward to. So here you go. Um any thoughts uh from the crowd about uh this uh this opening? To me, it's the sound of this album. And, you know, 
it's bounced around what's the best sounding Van Halen album. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love the, I love the comments about two and I love the comments about fair warning. They all kind of sound a little bit different. And I like the old stuff a little bit better than the new stuff besides Van Halen three, which sounded like fucking trash. Um, <laughs> but like, I think fuck and balance really sound amazing. And fuck was the album where they came in with the new sound. I don't think he was using his new guitar until the fuck album, right? His actual, uh, oh God, I can't, uh, I can't think of it. My, um, music man. Yeah. The music, I think oh, it was, he's, he's music man. Right. So it's like, it's like this album is the first album wall of sound, Eddie. And mm-hmm. this song displays it right away. It's just that, like it's just open and it's open, open, open. And then Anthony with that running bass behind it, it's just sounds killer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Sammy didn't have to clear his throat before he started this time. He actually sang something. So that's cool. Yeah, we had uh, mm. Kevin uh, in the chat says uh, the drums. Holy hell, they are the fucking drums, man. Holy hell, they're big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. this is um, this they're album. Amazing. This album by itself is probably one of my favorite sounding uh, Van Halen albums, just in ter- yeah. terms of like recording quality. But it is true. Alex is like so pristine. Uh, it's just Andy all Jones. the drum tracks. Yeah, all the drum tracks on this on this album, but in this song right away, because, you know, we're we're opening the album with this one. So here you go. They got to hit you quick. And uh, yeah, they do sound big because they are big, man. It's crazy. And it it's funny you bring up Alex because without him, this song may not have happened. Uh, I guess Ed was in the studio one day and just kind of playing a little riff. And uh, they kind of forgot about it, but uh, Alex went back and listened to the tape the next day and picked up that little 10, 15 second version of the riff and brought it back to Eddie and said, there's something here. And then Eddie developed that into Pound Kick. How about that? Sometimes it happens like that. That easy. Yep. The bottom end is unquestionably heavy. It's so heavy. Unreal. Yep. And it was a Makita drill that they do use. They do use a drill. I think he's just holding Mm -hmm. up to the pickups. Yeah. And it's it's a Makita. As Josh points out, it has a slower motor. The newer ones wind up too fast. Yeah, the, uh, the drill was set to 60 cycles, and that's that's a nice hum you get. Nice. Oh! Very cool. <laughs> All right, let's get back. Like a here. drill. Oh, I love when the Makita comes back in there. But Mark, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned the production on this. Uh, to me, yeah, it's a toss-up between this and Balance, I think, for best-sounding uh, Van Halen record. Yeah. But I, I got I to tip my hand to, to Four Unlawful. I think it's the best-sounding Van Halen record. That, that's yeah. just If you're not listening to this song with headphones on, go back after the show and listen to it with headphones on, and you're just... It, it's so pristine and so clear. Everything is mm-hmm. separated so nicely, and those drums sound fucking amazing. It's a way better album. It just is. Like, Balance is... Look, balance is fine. I wish I could have gotten a balance song. There's so many dumb songs on that album. I, I can't believe people think that album's good. It's really bad. Five songs good, five songs terrible. 
fuck is pretty good <laughs> from front to back. I mean, it really is all killer, no filler. Besides, you know, kind of the dumb shit. Spanked is on fuck, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. And, and Pleasure Dome. Uh, yeah, Pleasure Dome's a problem. But I don't know. At the same time, <laughs> man on a mission, you know, mm-hmm. top of the world, pound cake, run around, judgment day. This album kills. And it's the sound. And it's also, they were kind of in a good place. Like it wasn't their third album with Sammy. They're they're not trying to figure anything out. They're not doing some weirdo bullshit that doesn't make sense, like inside or frankly, uh, uh, finish what you started, like which I like, but it's still not really Van Halen, right? Wow. So this 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 album, I well, I I don't <laughs> think it's that hard to take. I think that <laughs> that song is just weird, but um, but this is they're they're, they're clicking on all cylinders, and the sound is great and. I don't know. I, I can't even. His lyrics are stupid here, but they're stupid like Ross lyrics. They work so well. It's, and he sings the shit out of this song, man. Mm. Sammy's on fire here. Yeah. I just want to go into the chat here. Uh, Scott says uh, maybe Al does deserve some of those writing royalties. Of course, that, that was the big talk uh, uh, when uh, Mikey had his royalties taken away uh, during the 1984 era. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, the three of them ganged up on him, but it's like, well, what the fuck does Alex do for songwriting? Well, maybe, maybe he deserves, you know. Well, yeah, yeah I was going to say, well, like, he, that, that's the he truth. Has the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like he yeah. has the name I mean, they going for him. Yeah. So even if he contributed Again. very little. Yeah. He's yeah. also in the studio with with Eddie. Those the, the brothers are doing the brother thing, right? Right. Yeah. It's the same with Vinnie Chaser. Paul and Dimebag. And you guys talked about it a little bit in the fair warning mm-hmm. thing. Brothers, when they're together, they're... Look, I guarantee you Eddie would not have played with somebody besides Alex if he had a chance to on a serious day-to-day basis. That was it. It was those two together were intertwined. So for every bit of Eddie's riffage, it's what you just said, Corey, like Alex brought something to Eddie. Like, hey, no, bro, this is the thing. And Eddie yeah. oh, takes him seriously. No, he's the yin and the yang and the whole thing. Mm. Yep. Well, yeah, that, yeah, it, it certainly certainly helps that when you are your blood relatives and you're close together and you're musicians and yeah, you just know each other's sensibilities. Basically, yeah, if your brothers and musicians playing together, unless your last name is Gallagher, it'll work for you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and yes, that I was a hit that. on Oasis because fuck that band. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Chaz, our good buddy Chaz Charles, had to point out that Anvil did it first with a vibrator. Uh, oh, he he's not wrong. They they've used vibrators and dildos for years. Uh, look for us. Chaz in his new show uh, regarding Anvil uh, coming soon to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. I'm sure. Corey, was it you who said Anvil sucks? Uh, I don't think I ever said Anvil sucks. Uh, actually, their Somebody documentary did. is one of my favorite. I'm actually almost positive your exact words were <laughs> like that band sucks. <laughs> I think that, but maybe funny because I was like. Yeah. That band does suck. Look, whatever. <laughs> the documentary is great. Nice. Yeah, the documentary is okay. great. Move metal on. on metal, I can listen to, but man, some yeah. of that shit is just. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, you were like it's great bullshit. doc, shitty band. That's what you said. They yeah. stink. Yeah. No, they, they are pretty fucking bad. Uh, Josh says pound cake has nothing to do with the pound of ingredients. It's a reference to a location, i.e., Pound Town. Pound Town. Uh, it, it, yeah, but uh, in Jeff Braxton, what I had heard actually was Sammy said that uh, he liked people who were like pound cake. That is, what you see is what you get. And it was kind of in reference to that as well. So a couple different uh, meanings uh, behind Pound Cake. See, it's a dumb lyric, but hey, there, there, there's some weight behind it. 
Uh, what else we got merit. here? There's, yeah, he's telling a story. Yeah. Uh, Kevin thought it was reference <laughs> to his old lady parts. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Kevin's old lady parts or Sammy's old lady parts? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't want any more clarification on that. Tom, did you want to say anything about uh, Pound Cake before we get back into her? Um, other than it's nice to hear Mike. Um, it's it's yeah. funny, you know, Eddie keeps saying, I hate, I don't like the sound of the bass. I don't like the sound of the bass. How do you not like the sound of the bass on this album? Yeah. And Andy Johns just honed it, brought it up, and it's like the best he's ever sounded, frankly. So, yeah, works for me. I gotta say, I get, uh, Jeff says Anvil does suck, but that's the point, I think. Well, maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it is, it, I guess. Yeah. If it is, so man, they're killing it. Right. Cool. <laughs> Anvil's just trying to spinal tap, spinal tap. That's all that is. Have yeah, you seen the documentary, yeah. The Almost Star, right? Like you Yeah, I, I it's been a while. It's been a been a while, but yeah, it's I saw it. The the drop the it. drummer Rob Reiner, uh with, with two B's, not the director, <laughs> uh has he, he he painted a picture of shit in a toilet and hung it up in his house and he's like touring his house I'm like, Oh yeah, here's my painting. Oh yeah, there's there's my it's literally painting. a step away from smell the glove. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Smell the glove. All right, let's go the other direction right. and get back in a pound cake, shall we? Let's go. Can I just say it's great when they play this live and he points at Michael Anthony when he yeah. says you take the average guy. It is every time, right? I love yeah. that so much. It's so funny. You couldn't see because I didn't have us up on the camera, but I was pointing at Mark. I'm the average guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is one of my favorite things. And Michael's like, yeah, okay, cool. Average. Yeah. It's like, rock right, star yeah. just kicking ass on bass all by myself. Cool. That's cool. 16th notes. Yeah, this is yeah. I, I love yeah. the guitars on this. Like even this little did, 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 like little accents that he's putting in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I brought it up on the live show when we get into the actual solo. Uh, you know, the rhythm section. He's just kind of replaying the main riff that near 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 underneath the solo. It, it's one of my favorite solos of all time. Oh. When the oh, solo yeah. kicks into that second part and he does that, we'll get there. But yes, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, but I, I'm just all I, I I know Sammy's great. I know Alex is great, and the bass is great. But all I'm hearing is Eddie and the guitars. I'm like this, maybe one of my favorite Eddie guitar <laughs> tracks of all time. Mm-hmm. So fucking doing cool. a lot. There's a lot happening. Yeah, it's a totally different Eddie than it was mm-hmm. in 1982. I'm going to pause it just because I don't want to get sued. Yeah. But uh, 
come on. If you're not hard right now, you're, you don't like music. You're, you're a thief of joy. Just crawl back into your fucking hole and die. You're one of those assholes that gives us a one-star review on Apple Podcasts if you don't like pound cake for fuck's sake. You're one of those that like listen to the show and then uh, just to tell us how wrong we are about what we're doing. Yeah. Like, well, thank you for listening. I appreciate your input. We'll uh, take that into advisement. Uh, Welcome but yeah, to social no. media. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah, I love that little uh, that that change in direction, uh, the little segment, um, you know, for the uh, 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 let me get on, let me get on little section, uh, just musically. There's a moment where I think you would think Alex is going to follow the uh, the guitar line a little bit and just kind of do a lot of uh, little fills, a little little uh, staccato notes. So it's like, duh, duh, duh. but instead he just keeps that same groove and it just sort of fills the room on top of what uh, Eddie and uh, Al- or, um, uh, Michael are both doing. Uh, it's very cool. It's very cool. And it's, and it's heavy, too. They kind of like just kick it into heavy gear right there. It's frantic. It's yeah, chasing. Yes. It's, you know, it, is it, it, it kind of like goes sideways for a second. Let me get mm-hmm. on, you know? And then when it gets into that part, right, where we stop, it's a da-da, 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 da-da. That's... Uh, my favorite Sammy Van Halen part of all time, I think. Honestly, he, he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. Fucking a. We got a great uh, convo going in the chat right here. I wanted to. We'll go to Tom first on this. Um, Chaz uh, says best album of the Van Hagar period. Period. Uh, we're and we're getting a lot of people saying they agree. Uh, Josh agrees with it. Uh, Kevin says fifty one fifty will always be his favorite uh, Sam era album, but as much for sentimentality as quality. Um. Kevin, or sorry, Jeff Brewer uh, also kind of agrees. A couple songs he likes better on 5150, but For Unlawful is more consistent. Um, and, it, you know, this is an interesting convo. Uh, let, let's start yeah, with Tom. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Do you like For Unlawful or are you a 5150 guy? Uh, I'm kind of, I, I, as much as I love the, I love the way Unlawful sounds, but I like 5150 better because that's the tour I saw him on as well. So I got to okay. I got to lean Kevin's way. It's it's a sentimental yeah. thing. First time I saw him live, Eddie's side of the stage. It was yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, and yeah, I I do like the tracks on fifty one fifty better, except for inside. But you know whatever. There's always yeah. one. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> yeah, something's got to be at the bottom of the pile. How about yeah, you, man? To me, it's it's totally between those two. It's fifty one fifty or. Or the fuck album. I mean, F, uh, Car- Carnal Knowledge comes out in 91. I graduated high school in 92. So 91, I mean, it's my wheelhouse. That's my senior year of high school. Like, I saw them three times, I think, this summer. Um, loved every minute of it. But if I had to rank albums, I would always put 5150 kind of in the mix with the Roth albums. And I would put fuck next. But I don't know. Maybe I'd rethink that. I don't. I honestly don't know. Just talking, talking it through. Maybe, maybe fuck is better. It might be better. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard. It's uh, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, that uh, it, just yeah. For uh, n- nostalgia is a powerful thing. So even just yeah. on a nostalgia uh, uh, standpoint, for unlawful is going to win that uh, for me in terms of between that and fifty one fifty. I'm going to go for unlawful. <laughs> Just for nostalgia's sake, but also 
Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think I agree. Foreign Lawful is a little bit more consistent, so that just makes the flow of of the album kind of work a little better for me. Uh, other than Fifty One Fifty, but like as we know, the bangers on Fifty One Fifty are bangers, and there's no discrediting that. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with Matt because I also uh, graduated in '92. Uh, so in 91, th- this was a big album for me. And like, I was mm-hmm. big into Van Halen in 84. And then yeah. when Sammy came on 5150, when I was a kid anyway, a little less, oh, you wait one, two, a little less. And then fuck kind of got me back into it. If I'm voting today, I'm probably voting 5150, but with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nostalgia glasses on, I'm probably going fuck both have a song. I hate on it inside on 5150 and spanked, <laughs> uh, on four unlawful. Uh, but the rest the, geez, it's really, really close. Uh, if you're going with the uh, sound quality. I think uh, that kind of puts fuck uh, over the top for me. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, the sound is better and the guitars are different. Like That's the selling the, point. The, the Eddie in 5150 is the Eddie from David, and it does sound like David could have sung on those songs, and those songs would have been good with David, blah, 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 blah. Who knows? But this is an entirely different Van Halen that David would never have sung. And it sounds great in and of itself, all by itself. So, yeah, I'm with you. Fuck. Better. Let's go. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast Yeah, like he might be singing nonsense in those moments, but boy, he's doing it so well. Oh, but if the, the stank meter, yeah, yeah, exactly. The stank meter's yeah. through the roof, and you got Eddie playing uh, the melody that that Sammy's singing there. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that's hundred percent on the stank meter. That is fucking great. <laughs> it's it's one of the coolest uh, Sammy Eddie moments that can't really be disputed. Like right. Sammy could just sing whatever Eddie wanted to play and Eddie could play something and know that Sammy could sing it. And that yep. just that is that, man. It's right there. Just like, oh, it's so cool. It's cool. It's cool. And it just, I mean, again, and I, I need for people to really understand this because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reiterating because I, I have to. 
this is what I mean when I say that Sammy is a better technical vocalist than David Lee Roth because D- Roth Nobody can't sure argue that. with that. You know, yeah, no- like Roth, Roth can, people seem to think that that means that I like completely think Roth is terrible. Like, no, I don't think he's terrible. I think he has uh, one of the best charisma, uh, charismatic uh, styles of any rock and roll frontman, uh, and he kind of stands alone in his own uh, uh, league in that regard. But in terms of technical, like singing on a, on a, just a pure vocal level, he's, he can't, he can't, he can't, he can't. And if you're going to compare him to Sammy, don't because Sammy, Sammy is a beast vocally. That's, that's always been my argument. Here's the thing. The arguments and the comparisons are always going to happen. Yes, of course. But of course, like the basic breakdown is Sammy's a better singer and David's a better frontman. Like that's real easy to say. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, right. But Sammy shows it right here. Like that's yes. But this is, this is just one of many examples. Times, yeah. But yes, yeah, of this course. Is, this yeah. is this is all the ranges and all the stuff. This is Sammy at his best, I think. Uh-huh. I, fools from uh, was when Dave was like, hey, "Let's do it together one time," and it's that little ah, uh, right? Hey, it's almost the same melody. Oh, yeah. Take about your whiskey it, home. Go there's there's stuff, but when Dave does it, it's more like the bluesy thing, right? Yeah. And Sammy right. can just kind of do it in the middle of a number one rock song in a Billboard charts. <laughs> he's, <laughs> Sammy's got this more of that. Fucking uh, charted, man. This song was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He's got more of that that uh, rock and roll soul as opposed to blue. He's tried singing blues before, and we didn't. We were like, eh, this isn't quite your wheelhouse, Sammy. But uh, you're singing it decently but it just doesn't feel right because you don't have a blues voice however he does have a rock and like a rock and roll soul voice and like just again i think he uh uh demonstrates in this song uh just like many van halen tunes uh, just why he is a cut above vocally i tell you uh chaz uh in the chat asks uh will be interesting to see how high sammy's best songs get and as of right now uh sammy's highest ranking song is 28th, uh, according to our polls. And right. that's Why Can't This Be Love from 5150, 87.9%. Uh, the top 27 are all Dave tracks. Uh, I predict, so probably incorrectly, <laughs> but I predict Pound Cake's going to crack 90. I, I think this yeah, is going to be get up there. Sammy's It highest. should. It absolutely it should. I mean, yeah. I don't know how you guys are voting out there, but it's like, give me a break. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening to this at this point, I mean... Come on, man. If you can't vote this song down. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, even the we, Dave we, guys can't hear this and say, oh, the, the, this is crap, because there's nothing. No, I, I, I honestly, I, remember, I mean, I was, I was so bowled over by my friends who wanted me to like Sammy Van Halen that whatever, I listened and I, I, I found 5150 and I, I was in, oh, you went to I loved, and then this came out and I was like, dude, fuck you, man. This is the best band in the world. <laughs> This is Metallica, because that was 91. But, like, yeah. No, this is, come on. Give me a break. You got to embrace this. If you like Van Halen and you don't like this, then you got a problem. Go home. Hey, one break coming up. One break. <laughs> Tom, what do you think? Are we, are we destined to finally get a, a 90 percentile uh, Sammy song this week? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, if why can't this be love, which, quite frankly, isn't as good as, as Pound Cake, it is the highest one, then I don't know. 
I think the Dave the Dave guys are gonna <laughs> shoot it down, and it's. Just, I think they are too. There. If if it's, nothing it's else, just for a spite. Frustrating. And yeah. I'm a Dave guy. I hate my team. So let me ask you a quick question. <laughs> judgment, <laughs> judgment day. What decade? Oh, let me just look here. Judgment day. We were all in favor of it. I remember it being ranked decently high, but it didn't. That's my favorite. 90, I think. Sammy, I tell you what. Currently ranked 55th out of the 97 or 96 songs we've done. It got 80.8% what dreams are made of. 19.2% the dream is over. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, All right. I agree. But, you know. Oh, Kevin Brown is guessing 88% on this one. Man, I hope not. I I hope this is like a 92, 93. 90 probably right, but I hope not as well. 94. (laughs) Let's go. And just. Jeff says, why can't this be Love Blows compared to many Sam songs? Who are these voters? I, I kind of agree. Yeah. I love that song, All right. but again, yeah. Time for a little guitar solo. What do you say? Yes. Yeah. Bring on the There's the some dog keyboard like pads under that, isn't there? Is that there's there's some keyboard stuff going on under that solo that's just I don't know. Kind of sounds like there might be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't find it distracting, but I think I think it is something uh, there is something there happening. Yeah. I, I just love we that he's, talk- he's playing the riff underneath the solo. That's to me why this yeah, uh, yeah. trumps the live version yeah that because you don't get that in the live version right you just get ellie solo and you get mike you know hammering on the bass which is cool this is just that much better Mm -hmm. okay so i will say this so from the brother standpoint that first 30 seconds of the solo boom boom, like that weird drum beat that alex is doing that percussion thing to Mm -hmm. eddie's that's those two that is those two yeah period Brothers lockstep into a thing before it becomes mainstream, if you will, in the solo, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it cannot happen with other bands that, I mean, it will, but like ah, the lockstep between the brothers, that's an example. That's for sure yeah. a jam. Yeah. And Alex does that all the time. And it's so right. great. Kevin Brown yeah. agrees that when he comes off the beat in that part of the solo, what a great counterpoint uh chaz charles says yeah incredibly well built absolutely uh and kevin says that is definitely a synth pad so there you go tom good call uh for picking that one out uh josh says uh solo is slippery falling down the stairs and landing on your feet there you go (laughs) (laughs) but in a cool way yes (laughs) not in a conscious way no (laughs) we're we're talking about a van halen uh, three track in that situation Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dom, you're a bass player. You got to love that they gave Mikey a little something there. He got to go up a little bit. And oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, Mike always throws in little bits and pieces here and there when he can. Or maybe it's Eddie. Who knows? The lady <laughs> says, oh, I played all the bass. And uh, don't get me started. I, I had to show him how to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if it's 16th notes, it's Michael. It's always him because Eddie won't do it's that. It's likely Michael. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Michael, that Michael line at the best. That's cool as shit, man. Yep. That's, that's mm-hmm. Michael Anthony cooking. He's the he's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I hate about Eddie, really. That when he talks shit about Michael, it's so unfounded. It drives me crazy. Well, and Tom can attest we're both reading Tone Chaser. We're gonna have Steve Rosen on the show in a couple of weeks. And uh, as early as Van Halen, too. Uh, Eddie was, was talking to him about, you know, uh, having a little dissatisfaction with uh, Michael Anthony and his playing. So, I, and that it just drives me nuts. Because again, if you don't like his sound, you tell him. Said, look, get a different amp, use a different bass. Let's figure this out. Let's what? Right. Why? Why didn't they just work it out? And then of course Eddie's like, well, he can't. Oh, I can play circles around him. Well, sure, but I mean, but he's your bass player. And I, I got to the point in the interview where, you know, he said, look, I sat down with Mike and I said, look, you got to contribute. And Mike said, there's nothing I can contribute that that's, that you can't come up with something better. And it kind of made Eddie mad because it's like, <laughs> what, you, you're just afraid? You're just afraid to bring your ideas? And so Mike promised to try and I guess went there for a while and, uh, uh, and here we are. So... Yeah. The the line that really got me though was was when Eddie literally said, "I I love Mike. You love him like a brother. But here's the problem: is if if he leaves this band, he won't play. He can't play in any other band." And I'm like, Eddie, how can you say that? That <laughs> right. just made me mad. I mean, uh, I got a I got a spot. That's that's a nerve, obviously for me. So I'm going to shut up before. <laughs> other bad things oh no happen. it's fine no like it's all good we're not this is a safe yeah, we're not a, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, this is we're, not, we're not above uh we're not above calling it out when uh people that made this band are being uh you know being real shitty and we have mm-hmm. it's well documented that uh to michael they were pretty shitty to him so it's like all of them all of them were shitty so it's that you gotta love that band drama, especially when it's a band of such high success. Uh it just sure. gets more and more more and more complicated so and and obviously eddie was wrong because uh you know michael's done very well with himself you know reteaming with his buddy sammy yeah yeah playing with the circle right playing now the circle knocking uh-huh. it out of the park yeah chicken foot playing playing with joe satriani he yeah. did all right yeah fine. yeah that that pretty much worked out for him too yeah. exactly yeah, so. <laughs> all right let's get back into pound cake
That's some fine pound cake indeed. There it is. Pound cake from Poor Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Uh, or the fuck album. Whatever you prefer. That's what we prefer sometimes. <laughs> and there it is. Uh, another Sammy track down. Another one from this album, which it feels like it's been forever. So that's nice. It's nice to finally get back into it. So now we do the thing that uh, sometimes we love, sometimes we hate, but we have to judge them accordingly. So guess what, Tom, Matt, being our distinguished guest, I'm going to ask you first, Matt, tell me about Pancake. Did you think it uh, is what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I'm shocked. Yeah, that's an easy one. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, <laughs> I I wish I, uh, I can't wait to have a song that sounds stupid because all I've done with you guys is get the good ones. Um, this is, this is my, uh, it's a top five Sammy Van Halen track for me. And again, when they came out with this song and this video, it was the introduction to the new album and the the drill, the video. Think about that video. It's just like, wing, wing. It's a drill and all of a sudden just hot chicks rocking around. And it's like, wait, what, what? Like, again, I'm 17 years old. I'm watching MTV as we all were at that point. And this thing took over our world. And uh, amongst all the other songs, all the other albums of 91, which, by the way, look at that list. It's fucking yeah yeah oh i think matt froze oh no he froze <laughs> mid <laughs> mid comment oh man you know maybe we'll throw it to tom uh, yeah. while we wait for yeah, matt yeah. to come throw back to tom and uh, yeah there we go yeah. go ahead tom uh tom, no. let's, or actually no 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 don't go ahead let me ask sure. you i have to ask you the question uh <laughs> did you feel <laughs> i pretty much know the answer i think but uh for you is pound cake what dreams are made of or is the dream over i pitched a little higher that time around i don't know um i was in i was in college and i went to the record store and about the cd along with uh Stu hams the urge um came came back to my dorm Put it in the CD player, and it did not leave. I mean, it it you can the drums kick in, and Eddie's guitar, and the bass, and you can hear everything, and it's stereo, and it's loud, and it's powerful, and it's just it's a great kickoff to a great album. Yes, well said, well said indeed. Uh, well then, uh, let's see. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Corey. Corey. Did you feel after all this time, we, we, a lot of manifesting, we've already done a live version of it, but now the record edition of pound cake. So, uh, so instead I'm going to say, uh, uh, hold off on that, Corey, Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt's back. Matt's back. Finish your comment there, Matt. Go yeah. ahead. My inner set recycled. Yeah. So should I start over? I don't even yeah. know. What should I do? Just, that was terrible. Uh, I guess give it give us uh your the highlight reels as to why you voted yay for a uh, pound cake. All right, end of the day, this was this was again formative years for me. 
91 comes out. This was the biggest song in the world for about, I don't know, it seemed like an entire summer. And it's completely, rel- it, it makes sense. There's a reason why. It's a great tune and it's a Van Halen song that rips on every angle. I mean, mm-hmm. Eddie's great. Sammy's great. It came out of nowhere. Sounded awesome. Sounded different than OU812, which is kind of underrated. Like, that's the one thing about Van Halen. It's like you don't talk about with Led Zeppelin or they always do with Led Zeppelin. And they don't with Van Halen is, you know, Led Zeppelin, every album's different. Van Halen with David, most of the songs were albums were kind of the same for the most part with every Sammy album. They really did something a little different and I'll give them that much credit. And the fuck album was different. <laughs> 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 yes, it was different indeed. And different. Uh, yeah, no, you, 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 you said you, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Uh, so now uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Corey. I'm going to ask you definitively now that we've gotten to the uh, record edition, uh, the recorded version of pound cake, would do you still agree? It is what dreams are made of, or is this not so fine pound cake and your dream is over? That's the easiest uh, vote I think I've had on this show yet, or, or right up there anyway. This is, uh, when I think about my, my top five uh, Sammy era songs, uh, at least three come from this album. And and this kind of alternates with Runaround and Top of the World as being w- one of my all-time favorites. Uh, d- this is definitely top 10 Van Halen for me, period. Uh, I love everything about this song. It's a 10 out of 10, no notes. Uh, it takes me back to 1991, cruising the strip in Plentywood, Montana. I told that story on the live show. If anyone wants to know uh, what girls in Plentywood will do for a six-pack of Canadian beer, uh, ch- check out that show. Uh, sometimes this track was playing on the old uh, on the old CD player, so uh, uh, I always get happy whenever I hear a pound cake. It's, it's fucking fantastic. It's one of their best songs. Uh, Frontman be damned. Uh, it's an absolute classic song. Ed's on fire. Alex is fucking killer. Mikey sounds great. Best production they've had in their career. Absolutely what dreams are made of. But Mark Meyer... Um, you know, you, you had a few positive comments, but you didn't really tip your hand too darn much. Um, I'm kind of hovering over one vote, but I'm not too sure. Uh, are you going to vote? Uh, is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? By the way, for full context of uh, the story Corey is referring to, please do go check out uh, the uh, the live show recording for that story. It's hilarious. Uh, but more to the point, there, there, there's nothing really I can add that uh, all of you haven't already said best about the album. We talked a little bit about how just good ter- in terms of record quality, uh, f- the fuck album just sounds great. And uh, to me, the way everything just the way the entire album plays out, but even just starting with Pound Cake right at the beginning. This is a uh, we talked about Sammy hitting on all cylinders. Everybody's firing on all c- cylinders and nailing it. Uh, this to me is what I think of when I hear about when I think about the Sammy era of Van Halen. Like what what is the sound I hear? I hear the sounds of the fuck album. That's what I hear because of nostalgia. Sure. But also, you know, as we've talked about, it's like it just sounds good. And Sammy just sounds really good. Like, everybody sounds so good on this album. I just I really just dig the production quality 10 out of 10 no notes uh uh 
no or no notes really because i mean what what am i gonna say what am i say oh they should have improved it by doing that no 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 it it slaps it hits this is the absolute perfect song for this album to open with uh i'm very glad we spun it very glad i landed uh i shot my shot that's now two for me so i'm catching up with Corey. but there it is pound cake from four unlawful carnal knowledge yes uh, we, you know what this record means to me. So anytime we spin the track uh, from said record, it's a win. Um, it'll be really interesting, though. It'll be really interesting when we get to the uh, the two tracks from this album that Corey doesn't want to talk about. Uh, but one, until that one. time, until yeah, well, okay. But until that time, we're gonna we're gonna move on over to Corey's favorite game, in which I uh, am really bad at guessing. Hey, you've been really good lately, <laughs> and remember, you called your shot tonight. True, so yeah. luck. Lady oh, yeah, Luck is right. on your feeling, side. Yeah. yeah, you're feeling. Here we go. Yeah. How many times have Van Halen performed? He's got this. Uh, Mark, we're going to start with you because you got this, buddy. How many times did Van Halen perform Pound Kick? Well, I can tell you straight up, uh, they stopped. However many times they played it, they stopped playing it when Dave re-entered the fold. Because could you imagine <laughs> Dave trying to sing Pound Cake? Uh, I could. Dave would never it. sing Pound Cake. No, he would never do it. But no. even if he tried, it would. Uh, it, mm, I'm going to say they probably played. Here you go. Here you go. What Sammy song would you want Dave to sing? That's the question. Zero. Davis, Davis said he would never sing a Sammy song, but which Sammy song should Dave sing if he had to sing one? There was spanked, yes. <laughs> spanked uh, up for breakfast. Just, he uh, can't fuck it up any more than it's already naturally fucked up, right? So. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't want him to make a fool out of himself. No. He, he, what, what was that blues song? Lane. What was that blues oh, yeah, type song? That, that, yeah, yeah, that uh, Dave, could probably, Dave could probably sing that better. I don't think he would make the song better, <laughs> but whatever. No. Um, it's, it, no, there's no... I'm, Dave song that <laughs> oh, right. there's no Sammy song no. Dave would sing and no, frankly Sammy never wanted to sing a Dave song either so, no, but he did, I know he could I'm just saying. yeah I yeah. love his ain't talking about love anyway uh yep. I'm gonna say on uh on the tour I'm gonna say they probably played pound cake 105 times 105 times all right Tom how many times do you think Van Halen performed pound cake 193. 193? 193. 193. All right. Matt Lacoste, how many times do you think Van Halen performed Pound Cake? So both numbers are really good because you got to figure how many tours did they have after fuck. And they yeah. played it every fuck and they played it every tour <laughs> after. But all right, I'm going to go over. I'm just going to say 200. 200. All right. We have a winner. And the correct answer is... 254 times so matt lacoste you are tonight's champion uh they played it on the fuck tour they played it on the balance tour of course and of course they played it on the 04 uh kind of reunion tour there with sammy oh, yeah. so yeah, they actually played it 80 times on that tour that's the most they played it wow. so yep 200 and yeah i i felt 200 was a little bit was was too much and so i was like yeah, yeah. go a little bit lower than that and just what a see again this is this is why i'm bad at this game <laughs> it's a big number yes yeah yeah but that's cool that's cool good honestly if you're a hardcore fan of van halen of all eras 
and you want to go see them play like you absolutely want to hear them do pound cake so it's it, it's good that they played it as much as they did um they probably could have you know kept what? playing it if dave could sing it but you know you know what? Uh, it's actually yeah. their 34th most played song according to uh, uh setlist.fm that's uh, actually if you take out the wow. guitar solo the bass solo and the drum solo uh it moves up to 31 huh interesting <laughs> so it nestled in between beautiful girls and mean street wow <laughs> i love that be- beautiful girls was is before pound cake that's there's something really weird about that but hey <laughs> well, whatever here's the, here's why though it's because when van halen toured from what 76 whatever set list is taking tracks or stats of mm-hmm. 77 to 84 that's every year right and then mm-hmm. when sammy enters the picture and they tour it's every oh. two years right so it's just by just numbers right yeah. so it's like sammy did you know they just didn't play as much as they did when back in the day it's like those 70s 80s rock bands versus the 80s 90s rock bands they didn't tour as much right yeah that's a good point yeah that is true uh here's something interesting jeff brewer in the chat says dave did sing a sammy song he sang a montrose song uh in the early van halen days uh (laughs) does anyone know which one like that doesn't count yeah i know what it is i think i think i know what it is kind of i mean it kind of counts a little bit it's a kind of song bad motor scooter it's (laughs) i wonder if it was bad motor scooter that'd be kind of cool actually if they did but Uh, not according to setlist.fm but again you know that's that's pretty sketchy especially in the early 70s right like they they had uh, if you look at their song stats they have one song in 1972 i think they played more than one song uh, in 1972 could you imagine if dave attempted sing uh i can't drive 55 (laughs) (laughs) oh that would be something he would just it would it would turn into like like a like a carnival like song it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like to mash that up mash that up in panama yeah yeah when sammy had i can't drive 55 dave had i'm just a gigolo i swear to god it was the same time it was the same time <laughs> or it was it was i can't drive 55 and jump in panama it was 84 yeah. van halen mm-hmm. i mean those they were they were dominating that mtv the two of them the two of them. Yeah. Like, yep. What a weirdo. VOA thing. was huge. I, I just so got that. Strange. I just got yeah, that record VOA. on vinyl for my birthday. I'm very excited to check out VOA. Dick in the Dirt, I think, is in that one too, right? Nice. Yes. Yep. Dick in the Dirt's on there. Yes. Yes. All the Sammy. Dicks in the Dirt. Sammy with his great song. That's pretty funny. I can't try 55 Dick in the Dirt. Dick in the dirt. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> here, here's here's Kevin Brown doing his David Lee Roth. I can't zip it and zap a doodle. Fifty five. That's seriously. <laughs> I can't drive fifty five. Totally, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. <laughs> when he didn't zip it, he died. Zip it, die. You can't drive fifty five, and you you can't hit that high like note either. Dave. Got rid like, of him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he can kick like a motherfucker, though. That's true. Yeah. He nobody. He can he can kick with the best of them, if not better. So uh, good job on your kicks there, Dave. Yeah. Um, but uh, used to. But no. But this was not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time comes for us all. Uh, just like uh, the time to wrap up this podcast has come as approached, and here we are. So, uh, big shout out, big thank you to uh, our 
fellow panelists and extensions of the show, Matt Lacoste, Tom Armbruster. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. It's always fun having you guys always uh, with your, your perspectives and your, you know, uh, just, it, we, we appreciate it. I hope you realize it. Oh, thanks always enjoy having the forum. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. So, Hey, you guys, if you want to uh, be like Matt and Tom, you know what you got to do? You got to go check out our Patreon. That's right. Join the Patreon. We've got tiers uh, that will more than suit your needs. And if we don't, then let us know. We'll make it. We will make it for you. We're not above it. Uh, but you can join our Patreon and uh, be involved in the conversation personally. You can also, uh, like Kevin Brown, like Jeff Brewer, and a few others in the chat, you can lurk as we're recording in real time. So, you know, you can be privy to all the things that Corey has to cut out, uh, you know, because his producers, <laughs> he's a producer extraordinaire that makes us sound really, really good. And sometimes it takes a lot of, uh, let's say, podcasting magic. And uh, that's that's what makes him uh, the best of the best and why we're all doomed when he comes to devour each and every show in the podcasting airwaves to uh, uh, <laughs> bring forth the CMPU, the shared cinema, uh, not cinematic podcasting <laughs> universe of Corey Moore says, see, look, that's just, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the next one step. universe at a time. Yeah. One, one universe, universe at a time. time. Correct. Yes. Yeah. This is your multiverse saga. You're taking it slow, slow and steady <laughs> wins the race. Uh, but as I said, we have a Patreon and just want to throw out some thank yous to our patron members. Uh, as I said, uh, big thank you to Matt Lacasse and Tom Tom Armbruster, who are with us on the show, but also to Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast. Thank you. Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Andriozzi, uh, Scott Everett, Keith McCoy, and Janice Risco. Thank you all so much for your continued support. We appreciate it. And, uh, and, we love it when you guys show up for the live shows and when you, you show up to lurk as we're recording. It's it's all good fun. It keeps the conversation flowing and it keeps it interesting. So thank you. Uh, you can also check us out at www.podcastwillrock.com uh, for all the show. You know, if you uh, if you missed a show and you don't want to go through your Apple podcasting app or Spotify, then go to the website. We've got all the shows up there for you. We also have merch. Don't forget, we got merch. We got uh, fun shirts uh inside jokes abound if you listen to the show you will be in on those inside jokes so get you a shirt and wear it and people will ask what the hell does that even mean who even is uh heath murphy and you'll be like well you only know until you check out the show or you can go find mark and ask him what the hell that was all about and he'll tell you all about it uh but in any case Wear the shirt around. Confuse people. They'll ask questions. And when they ask, you go, check out this cool podcast by not experts, not rock historians, but simple fans who enjoy a band and like to talk about it. So let me be very clear about that. Thank you very much. Uh, Corey, where can they find uh, other like-minded podcasts in the like? Uh, before I get into that, um, did yeah. you mention Brad Gould in the, uh, in the patrons list? Because he is brand new here. Uh, to the patron, our good buddy Brad. Uh, he's been on the show Brad before. Big, Gould. big supporter. Yeah. Sorry. I, no, I, I missed Brad you know. Gould, but there, yeah, there, no, it's all good. There you go. Thank you, Brad. Uh, we, we love Brad. We enjoy Brad. So thank you for uh, coming into the fold again. So, yes, Brad Speak, Gould, also patron. Speaking of inside jokes, I think there's a, a, a Tim uh, Armbruster uh, design that uh, Kevin Brown did up. <laughs> I still have to add uh, to the storefront. There's one of those inside jokes uh, that everybody yeah. can kind of take part oh. in. But, um, 
I'm absolutely getting that T-shirt, by the way. So yeah, I really please. hope you do. Keep the confusion <laughs> going. Yeah, I'll make sure to add it. That 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 that's my bad. I'll, I'll get that up there as soon as I can. But uh, it'll uh, get there. Mark Kamire, uh, you 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 talked about like-minded shows. We're talking about the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Chaz yeah. hit record. Uh, he likes uh, stealing this bit from our show to put on his show. Uh, Rush Rash uh, to go through the deep dive uh, podcast role. So here I'll you know do the best I can here with it. Uh, the Deep Dive Podcast Network featuring such shows as myself and Scott Haskin doing Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, uh, myself and John Mariano do a little show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're breaking down our favorite songs from our favorite movies. Uh, myself and Kevin Brown do a show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash. Each season is going to be a different band. Uh, we're breaking down their catalog. We're ranking them. We're going to come up with an ultimate winner. Season one is Phil Collins' Era Genesis. You can check that out right now. We're about halfway through season one having a ton of fun with that one kevin brown also does two other shows on the deep dive podcast network the tom petty project and seaside pod review talking all things queen with mr randy woods uh scott haskin also does a show called uriah heap the magician's podcast then we have nate and john at the deep purple podcast the simple man at skinnered reconsidered terry t-bone mathley at t-bones prime cuts on the other side rumor has it he might be producing some more of those here's hoping that happens uh, then we have Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, another Queen podcast. Going to be wrapping up this year, unfortunately, so check them out while you can. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. They're talking about the band Hawkwind. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest cast. Clay and Rye at North by South podcast. That's a a U.S. versus Canada music podcast. That's a lot of fun. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Quinn at and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. Chaz and Greg uh, just wrapped up regarding Lulu, but they're going to have regarding Roger coming up soon, which, of course, is a Roger Whitaker uh, podcast. Uh, who would have thought uh, people were clamoring for a British folk uh, podcast, but uh, <laughs> check out that, I guess. Uh, actually, I mean, do I, I, th really? I, I think it's actually Roger Waters. I know, I know in their last episode, they're talking about Roger Moore uh, as a Roger Ebert, <laughs> but no, it's actually Roger Waters. Uh, you can it's check that out Roger coming Rabbit. soon. It's not Roger Rabbit. Nope, that, that one's Denver coming up soon. And more, most well, I'm out. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Chaz, I'm out. Yeah. And uh, finally, we have uh, Chaz and Chats do a little show called Rush Rash. They're talking about uh, Canada's uh, greatest export, Rush. Uh, so check that out. Episode two is now out there uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, check out some more of our uh, other friends, including um, Sean and Todd at the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. We have, of course, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting. You're all doomed to Friday the 13th podcast, the DLR cast, the bogus Otis show, booked on rock with the legendary Eric Senich, dissect that film, and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. So many podcasts, so little time. How will you find enough time, Corey, to devour each of them? But as I said, slow and steady wins the race. And you're all doomed indeed, because <laughs> any moment now, we shall all just be part of the collective of the Corey Morissette podcasting universe. It's just a matter of time. But until that time, we're... We're we're still uh, somewhat independent of of his grasp, but not really because I'm on I'm doing the podcast with him. So I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm help. I'm a prisoner. No, 
uh, forced <laughs> to talk about Van Halen against my will. Oh, no, no. No, no, that's you love it. <laughs> no, yeah, I do. I do, in fact. So, uh, but uh, if you want to uh, shout at us, uh, you can do that at podcastwillrock uh, at gmail.com. If you, you know, want to throw in some emails our way, also we're on uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called, the, the Musk app. Uh, we're on there. I run the the Twitter. So if uh, if it's less chatty on the uh, on the page, that's just my bad because I'm lazy. Uh, but uh, but keep keep me uh, always make sure to make sure <laughs> if I forget to post something, let me know, because sometimes you're like, hey, uh, where's this episode? Where's the poll? Like you're running late there, Mark. Like, I know I'm terrible at social media, but, you know, it's it's a progress it's it's a progress but uh you can find us there you can find us on facebook as well all the all the fun socials obviously if you're watching this you know we have a youtube channel if you want to see past live shows instead of just listening to them you want to actually witness the mayhem go to our youtube channel we have them all there so do that uh give us a little thumbs up just because apparently that's super important uh if you don't want to cool tell your friends though that i'm sure you got friends that like van halen and say hey there's this decent podcast where these guys talk about songs so uh you can jump on in there and uh, let us know that's a glorious design and i love i love that it's a tim morton's reference because <laughs> oh canada that's great, that's great. <laughs> always fresh tim armbruster you are you are Mother, so Mother. fresh you're so fresh <laughs> tim right. uh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be the hottest uh, uh seller right there i cannot wait to Did get he? my own no so yeah get you a shirt share with your friends let everyone know that we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.